0: How's it hanging? How's it happen? You guys, always this is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast, the podcast bringing young rock and metal fans to discover new music and find places they can connect and feel accepted. And yes, that is right here at the Core Progression Podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're bringing some pop rock to you on this fun kind of day. And this is a fun one, not gonna lie. We've been working on this one, trying to put it together for months. But of course, you know, this band is a busy, busy band, and we literally fit this one in at the last possible minute. Ooh, yeah, but trust me, it was well worth it. Before we go into the podcast, I want to thank sponsor for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So you guys know what's my favorite thing to do, along with podcasting, is go to concerts and get in those mosh pits. And in order for me to do what I want to do in those mosh pits, I need to be what I like call mosh pit fit. So for me, that means being able to go from the beginning of the first band to the end of the headliner and not miss out on any time in between, along with being able to deliver the hits that I need to deliver and also because I'm not the biggest dude in the pit, be able to take some of those hits from those absolutely monstrous guys because, you know, I'm not frail, I can't be frail, I gotta go out and do this stuff day in and day out. So I'm constantly in the gym, making sure my cardio is at its peak, making sure that I'm lifting as much as I possibly can so that I am what I like to call mosh pit fit. And you can become mosh pit fit too by doing all this stuff. However, you also need to prepare and recover right for your muscles so that you can continue to do this day in and day out and be the best and hit those fitness goals or be mosh pit fit. So how do you do that to prepare and recover right? The best way to do that is to go to phoenixfitness.com. And check out the products they have to help you achieve your fitness goals. Different types of pre-workout, both stim and stim-free. I use the stim-free stuff because, guys, I've got way too much energy as it is. I don't need any extra stimulants to make me go blah. On top of that, they are different types of BCAA recovery compounds help you recover directly after a workout. Different types of protein help you build muscle. Whey-based protein. Uh, whey... Based protein, uh, plant-based protein, collagen-based protein. I forgot collagen. I use their chocolate malt whey flavor because that's just what I like because it's mm, tasty. They also have different types of creatine up help muscle, multivitamins, and literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals to get Mosh Pit Fit with us, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners of yours on YouTube can get 20% using the code CPP20 at FNXFit.com. Link to the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now in our feature presentation, we have Devin from the band Honey Revenge on the podcast And are you resistant to change? Do you want things just to always be the same? Listen to this one and enjoy. Are you ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. This is one that we have been working on for quite some time to try and get. And it's not because it's just been a lot of back-forth. No, it's because this band has been quite busy with what they have been doing, working on new music with their brand new album, Retrovision, coming out on June 23rd, and alongside a tour that just wrapped up with the home team in Broadside, and in All throughout June, they're going to be going on the road with Loveless, so they have been working at it. They've been going at it. They've been bringing their pop rock sound to everybody out there, and now we're bringing it right to you. So please welcome Devin from the band Honey Revenge, the podcast. So Devin, welcome to Chord Progression Podcast.
1: Hello, Chord Progression Podcast. Thanks for having
0: me. Thanks for being on. How has everything been going in your world during this period of time right now that we're talking in between that home team broadside tour, right about to go back out in the road with Loveless and then with the new album ready to come out. How has everything been going on your end?
1: It's been crazy, dude. I mean, that tour was like a dream come true for us. We love the home team so much. And I've been listening to broadside and going to see them live since I was 17. So it's crazy because now they're all like friends. <laughs> And I think it was a very, very successful tour. Like for your first tour to have 29 shows in six weeks and be almost completely sold out. I think there were only three dates that didn't sell out and two of them were low tickets. Like that's sort of insane for a band like us who doesn't even have like a full album out. We have, like you were saying, we have an album coming out, but we ha- only have like seven songs out right now. <laughs> so it's truly wild. Um, And yeah, we, we were only home for a little bit of time. We got home at the very beginning of May. And then we have to leave at the very beginning of June. So we have like a month to like get re-acclimated only to have our whole schedule absolutely obliterated again. So it's crazy. We started rehearsals last night. We're playing a handful of new songs. And it's like, you were saying we go out with Loveless, but then we come home for literally a week and then go back out on the road again with Arrows in Action July (laughs) through August. So it's like, there is no time after this break. We literally are just going to be like, getting shit settled before we go back out on the road for the rest of the summer so yeah it's just been incredibly hectic we've been shooting a lot of content for the record um hence this wall of cds behind me we just filmed a visualizer for our song favorite song which should be out when this podcast drops so um that's a little a little bit of news um and yeah it's just been crazy but all very exciting it's like kind of what we've been working for this whole time so it's really cool
0: I mean, just taking a look back at that, just everything that you have going on, touring with the home team in Broadside and with a band that you've been seeing since you were 17 years old, going from, you know, front row, right? The Barricade, rocking out like, I wish I could meet these guys. And now you've gone out on tour with them, your friends, going out with Loveless, and then literally gonna get a week break for your back on the road for the rest of the summer with a brand new record coming out. I kind of think of it in a certain way where, you know, at times you're gonna probably think, oh man, this is a lot, this is exhausting. This is a little bit too much But at the same time, think about back during the panic, or think about back when you were, you know, dreaming of doing this when you were a kid, as a teenager. Just this is what you want to be doing. So, like, 15 year old you is probably looking up to you right now thinking, damn, I kicked ass. Awesome.
1: Yeah, it's wild. Like, I, there's, you're, you're pretty much just saying everything I was going to say for real. (laughs) Like, it's just crazy. And it's like, I've just been such a scene kid my whole life like being in the scene going to shows like I always joke there's bands that I like am homies with now that I straight up used to buy them like Chick-fil-A gift cards when I went to see them on tour so they could eat on the road and now I'm the band like begging for like comp Chipotle and shit you know what I mean like it's, it's really wild like it is hard like especially being a new band I think we're getting thrown into it like I feel as though A lot of groups and artists kind of get to like ease into it they do like small little runs and I did some with my like other bands i've been in in the past, but like this is a whole ass other thing it's an entirely different element. And it's crazy and it's exhausting but it's all worth it and like it's propelling us in the exact way that we want it to so.
0: I was gonna say, take a look at just being thrown into. because so I was just going through like Spotify, of course, the day we were doing this. Taking a look at like the first real release that's on there came out 2021, so that's really two years ago for Honey Revenge. And then take a look at the singles you have out now, like they'll say seven or eight songs that are out as of this moment before the before Retrovision releases and monthly listener count, I mean, you're like 273, 274 thousand monthly listeners, so getting thrown into the live event scene like this, just kind of being thrown to the wolves in a way and just kind of like, okay, you're going out there. You got to learn all this stuff on the fly, even though not necessarily easing into it, even though you have done that in the past, but just really being thrown at it. It's kind of seems in a way force you to just, okay, we've, I've worked in other bands before. I've been in other bands before it were starting, like slowly kind of started working through it. Now it's like all that jumped up in a certain way. We got to this certain point. Now it's, we're being thrown to the wolves in a way and just seeing what happens and again taking a look at you know you've had one tour so far already this 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 year and you have two planned for the summer with a brand new album. it's kind of going the way you kind of want it to go right because so everything sorry, seems if you to see be happening me
1: laughing not to cut you off <laughs> my boyfriend's cat is zooming all over the place of <laughs> you I want everyone to know that there is a really cute cat and he's very excited about all of this he's causing a commotion he's stoked but well
0: i i'll take i'll take it if it's my voice causing the commotion and having him go crazy i'm just gonna say when
1: yeah you get you got this cat stoked. (laughs) (laughs) he's like he's assuming everywhere
0: That's not the first time animals have disrupted the podcast. That's not the first time in like the past year or the past like couple of months that animals have disrupted the podcast. We've we seen I've it. seen dogs pop in. I've done one where the dog became the center of attention for like 20 minutes on the whole entire podcast. So it's happened before.
1: No, you know, Honey Revenge featuring Yucca, the cat. It's it's great. It's the <laughs> collaboration of the year. Everyone's been waiting for it.
0: Just gonna wait for that album cover. Is definitely something completely awesome. And Yaku the cat just like zooming around the album cover. Just
1: whoa! You our album art is like hands around a lava lamp, kind of like it's a magic eight ball. But like, let's replace the hands with his paws. I think, and that would really sell sell CDs and vinyl.
0: I mean, I mean, cats and music go together. Just take a look at Patient sixty seven cats and metal. I've seen those shirts all like going to concerts now. I'm like, wait, I see a Patient sixty seven shirt. Cats and metal,
1: huh? so Sweet. true
0: and it just keeps like, happening over and over again they yeah.
1: rule too that's great <laughs>
0: I oh i love those guys out. i've had tom on the podcast twice and now i know they're coming i over got to, to
1: meet U. him actually at when we were young fest it was like he was here for like a blip of time in the states and i was just walking i was like what are you doing here you don't belong here you're from another country what are you doing here <laughs> my brain i was so tired that weekend too it was my birthday weekend and like the first day of the festival had been um post like canceled essentially Mm -hmm. not even postponed because of storms Mm -hmm. wind storms and so there was a bunch of like pop-up shows the night of the first show instead of the festival Mm -hmm. and so I'd been up till four in the morning and then I was like running around trying to find everyone I was there with and I ran into Tom and I was like what the heck are you doing here dude it was really nice to meet him though he's a
0: sweetheart that is what I've heard from everybody that has a chance has had a chance to meet him. I heard his whole entire when we were hung or when we were young story. I heard about because like, because he was here on his honeymoon. And then they went to like Disney World or something like that. And then the guys in Saving Vice were playing a show in Florida and he just crashed the show because he's done a vocal feature with them. So he got to play on stage with them. And now they're coming over to the US. Cats and we need cats and rock, cats and metal. We need cats and everything. And Honey Revenge would fit on perfectly with that. Can we just get this whole entire like cat tour in the works already?
1: I would die because I'm so incredibly allergic to cats and I'm like barely able to be around this cat. Like he's like (laughs) more on the hypoallergenic side, but I would truly pass away if I did a cat tour. My bass player that we bring on tour with us, Tay, they would love it because they are such a cat person, but that would not work out so well for my immune system. I don't think.
0: Okay. So maybe we'll call it the cat. Well, we'll call it the cats and the cats and music tour, but maybe, you know, keep the cats at home. Cool
1: cats. You know what I mean? Like it's actually like all slang, you
0: know? Yeah. And you just got to have like the finger guns, the snaps, just like, eh yeah but back to honey revenge back to like all the stuff you've been doing on tour because you've said that you know when you were younger you were the one going to these shows and giving these bands like the ones that you really enjoy the ones you're supported gift cards they can go eat on the road and now you're kind of in that position too but you're going out and touring with these bands that you ended up doing that with so what's been like especially from your perspective touring with bands and touring with artists that you grew up looking up to as a kid, as a teen, going to their shows and then now playing alongside them on the same tour?
1: Honestly, it's like, feels like such a culmination of so many things. Um, It all leads back to me just being a fangirl. Like I truly think fangirls make this industry what they are, like what it is, you know, like we, if it were not for fangirls, like there wouldn't be a music industry. And it's really cool. Like, I can go back so far, but I think the biggest factor for us is KJ Strock. Um, He was in a band called The White Noise and I've talked about it on a few different interviews, but it is really like he's like an invisible third member a lot of the time. Um, I was a fan of his band, The White Noise, when I was in high school. I wish I could pull up the pictures, but literally I took my senior pictures in a shirt wearing his band shirt. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. And so like, it was like a very like, good in for me because my good friend Rocky was their merch person and so like I kind of got to watch her like go from fan to person in the industry and it was a really big inspiration for me because I always knew that that's what I wanted to do like even though I was really young I knew I sang that was like my biggest passion I wanted to write music I wanted to be in a band I wanted to travel because of my band And so me and KJ just kind of stayed in contact all of these years later. Like he knew when I, like, when I started going to music school in Hollywood, he would come like kick it with me and my friends at the dorms and like, just like always was aware that like I was trying to pursue music as a career. And then um, in the pandemic, he, I think he was just like, you know, he wasn't working as much because people were like putting halts on their albums and their writing. Mm -hmm. So he hit me up and he was just like, hey, do you want to come by and write a song? And I had a song, which was Miss Me, that first song that you mentioned by Honey Revenge that came out in 2021. And just like, I had had that song already at that point for about a year and a half, two years, just in the vault. And I was in between musical projects and it just kind of was a blessing in disguise disguise and came at the perfect time. And Donnie had just joined the band. And so we went in and they really learned a lot from him. Like Donnie was freshly 18 when they moved here from Georgia they'd graduated high school and hit up my old band's account and been like hey I was just seeing like if you knew any bands in the scene that were looking for a guitarist like I just don't know what it's like out there and I was like well we're looking for a guitarist and they sent in an audition video and they were just you know tale as old as time it just worked out perfectly it was like Mm -hmm. fate because had they not hit me up on Instagram probably none of this would be the way it is (laughs) um and so yeah KJ really came through and just like he saw what we wanted to do and just breathe the new life into it and like helped us take like kind of these you know demos that we didn't really have much to do with and really made them good good quality songs and he's really taught us both so much not only about like the process of music and writing music but the industry itself and like given us so much knowledge and he's put so much faith into us And that's, like, one of the, I think, the biggest stories. And then it's, like, we got to play with State Champs back in November, which is, like, a band that I've been so incredibly into for so long. And I love their music so much. And they were, like, some of my favorite shows growing up were State Champ shows. And they were also so kind and welcoming to us. Like, they could have just, you know, been the headlining band. We were just a local band at that point. Like, we hadn't toured. We had no experience in a room like we had no business being in the room like that like it was the house of blues and there were so many people there when we played and they were so kind and so welcoming and just like also so sweet and just uplifting and i think that really lit a fire under ass like we already had like this tour that we were about to announce with the home team but that was really like oh shit like this is what's mm-hmm. possible if we keep going at this you know like we want to be in these rooms all the time You know, not just once in a while freak accident type things, which is what that was. So to then go out and I think it really prepped us for what the home team tour was, which was sold out shows. I think the biggest room we played was like a sold out Baltimore soundstage. There was like a thousand people there at one point, like. That's crazy, again, for a band that's so early in our career, and it's just been nuts. And I I just am so, like, blown away at the response from that tour. Like, I think we've really made a lot of fans that are, like, stoked, and it's really cool.
0: I mean, just from, you know, working with the people you've worked with, just the story behind there, from going from fan to being a band to being a part of the industry and being on these tours with the bands that you've absolutely loved since you were younger, just... The hun- specifically the Honey Adventure with the home team and Broadside, that one, like you're saying, you know, all but three days were sold out. You're playing some venues that were a thousand people strong, and two of those three days that weren't sold out were low ticket warnings. And those low ticket warnings are usually like what it, it depends on the venue, but usually like under fifty or hundred, a hundred left, something like that. I think.
1: Yeah, dude, and I think by the time like some of them happened, like with tickets being sold at the door, it was pretty <laughs>
0: close. Yeah, so you're getting pretty close to that. So. It's you're kind of seeing all this kind of come into fruition with that state champ show saying, oh, my God, look at what is possible for us right now if we continue on and what could be in the future. And then just through 2023 alone, just on that first tour, it kind of solidified itself, but also sort of solidified your place in the possibility for that. Given the connections you're able to make with the fans that were being at those at those shows, that maybe we're just there to see the home team. Maybe we're just there to see Broadside. Maybe you had no idea who Honey Revenge was, had no idea what to expect, but went to that show and said, okay, I'm really digging this. I'm really enjoying this. I really like this. I'm going to go check this out when I get home. I'm going to go make sure I write down the same or write it down in my brain or, you know, go quickly after the show, go on Spotify, type it, you know, hit like or follow or something so that when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, man, I want to listen to that band that opened the previous night. I can quickly go back to it. It makes a lot of sense. And just seeing how everything has continued to come into play, it's from that state champ show saying we can absolutely, as we can see what's possible you're already seeing that happen into fruition with what happened on that tour. So when then you got the Loveless tour coming up, you've got the other tour in the summer coming up. There's so much possibility that's happening. And the key that I look at it with, with what you're doing is you're not letting any of those opportunities pass up. Take a look at what happened. You know, Hey, we're looking for a guitarist. Do you know anyone that's around here? We know what the scene is like, just res- like that message. It's like, Hey, you know, we're looking for guitars, taking the opportunity, trying something and just, who who knows what might happen? But if you don't take that opportunity, don't take that chance, It's nothing's going to go anywhere because the wheels aren't in motion. By taking that chance, the wheels are starting to be put in motion. And is it going to work out? Yes, no, maybe. But the answer is always going to be no if you don't try.
1: Literally, you never know. And like my dad always says like, There's no stupid questions, only stupid answers. Like you truly don't know what can come. I'm a very social person. I'm sure that's become pretty evident in this podcast. But like (laughs) I will talk to anyone about anything for any given amount of time. And I think that that's what has propelled us so far, not only as a band, but as people, because you never know who you're talking to and you never know what conversation is going to bring you good vibes in the future and bring things to fruition. Like we've gone from 0 to 100 so quickly. And like we're putting out a full-length record this summer, which is something I never thought I would do so early in my career, and I'm so excited because I've had this concept in my like back of my mind for so long, and it's going to I I'm going to cry so hard when it comes out. Like I don't even know if I'm going to be able to fully process the emotions that I'm going to feel just because it's been such a long time coming and the fact that Retrovision is coming out so soon is Beyond me, and I'm so excited for everyone to hear these songs. Like, it's all like, and we're gonna play some, like, we just started rehearsing them, and these songs are so fun to play live, and like, they were fun to record and they're fun to listen to. But it's gonna be a whole other element when we get to like play them for the people that have put all of this faith into us and really made it possible for us to put this out.
0: Just thinking about that, it's pretty intense. Where again, just seeing how everything has gone from zero to 100 now with this brand new record coming out, with the retrovision coming out. And at the time of record, it's about a month away from by the time we release the podcast. We'll be about two and a half weeks away from the release. So... Of course, you know, you're putting your heart and soul into it. You've been waiting for a moment like this. You've put so much time and effort into these songs. I mean, like you said, said some of these songs you've had, you know, at the ready and you've already been working on since like 2019, maybe even 2018. So there's been a lot of work, a lot of thought, a lot of emotion that's been put into there. So I can understand, especially from what you're saying, once that release happens, once that day comes, you might just be in a whirlwind of emotion, not necessarily sure where to go, not sure how to process it because. It's something that you've been working for so long for. It's something that you know your 13-year-old self, your 15-year-old self has always wanted to do. And when and it's like all of that, all those dreams, all those aspirations, all those goals, it's for the first part of it, it's like, especially with this brand new record, it feels like it's coming into fruition. And then it's, okay, what's the next step? So it's like, this is an absolute like bookend to a chapter and an opening to another chapter because a lot of things have led to this moment. There'd be a lot of emotion around it and then it's, you know, you're still going zero to a hundred. You're going to be keep going forward once again, because that's just the way it seems like Honey Revenge is going this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're already writing new music. Like I, there's only this music industry. People don't realize I think how fast it moves and like, we don't even have this record out and we're already like, can, you know, conceptualizing that next piece of work that we want to put out. If we want to do a deluxe of this, you know, like, what what's going to make sense for live? Like, we don't want to do the same thing over and over. We want to keep people on their toes. Like, my all the bands that I loved growing up, we're constantly switching it up. I don't want to be the same version of ourselves over and over again. I think that it becomes derivative and it becomes like a copy-paste sort of situation. And obviously, like, if we have success in one thing, I think the typical mindset is to just mimic what was successful before. But if you're not trying new things and you're not being creative and all of the bands that I loved growing up that inspired me were you know jumping from genre to genre and really creating their own sound and I think that that's what it's about like I don't think it's about what's gonna be trendy you know I think that it's hard to fight that sometimes and it's easy to fall into those patterns but like you said it's like who knows what could come of us like doing something different you never know who it's gonna reach or who it's gonna inspire you know
0: yeah and in that aspect take a look at a band like bring me the horizon where if i and it was one of the it was doing this thing it was a live stream i did on our instagram page middle of may and it was a game we were playing and we called it scene what if so it was basically come up with a what if scenario in the scene just one piece changes and what happens going forward and my favorite one was, what if Jordan Fish doesn't join Bring Me the Horizon? Because you think about it, once he joins Bring Me the Horizon, then Semper Ternal comes out, and it's just one of the greatest metalcore records of all time. And it shows the progression from what they were doing earlier, like with you know Chelsea Smile, Diamonds Art But then going forward, seeing where they went, they what they would do with them, thats the spirit, What they did with Ama. What they did with all, what they're doing with all the post-human. EPs, you know, what they're doing now, just mixing all these different styles, all these different genres, but you still know it's bring me the horizon at the core. And had they potentially stuck with that heavier sound just through and throughout, would they be... Uh, would they would they be known in the scene? Absolutely, they still would be. But would they be as huge as they are? I would say absolutely not. Would it, would it, like especially in the rock and metal scene? Would metalcore be anywhere near as big as it could has it, as it's gotten or the influence since Semper Eternal without Driven? No, it wouldn't have happened. It would have stayed rather stagnant, and a lot of bands would have continued being you know the same version themselves, just different records. It it showed the evolution was possible. It showed so much that. You can try so many different things as long, like you can have a core sound there, but if you try so many different things, you never know what might happen. As long as you're staying true to your own artistic integrity, that's the important part. And for you with Honey Your Vengeance*, you never know what might happen. If you try and chase trends, you're always going to be behind them. If you try and chase what's popular, you're always going to be behind it. So by the time you put out what you think is going to be that popular sound, that could have been old news, you know, a month or two ago, and now you're way behind. You're constantly trying to chase something that you're never going to attain because you're chasing. You're, because it's just the time fallacy. But if you continue to create and work with what you want to do, if you have an influence in something else, whether it's heavier, whether it's lighter, whether it's deeper, whether it's more poppy, go give it a shot if you want to. It's your music. It's your art. It's your artistic integrity that you got to keep hold. And if you're not going to try and challenge yourself, then you're going to stay so stagnant at one point in time. You might just get bored. It's like, man, I wish I would have tried something different. Well, you can. It's your art. You can easily do that.
1: Yeah, dude, it's, it's so true. And it's like, people want to be so mad that fans like Bring Me, Didn't Stay Heavy. It's like a tale as old as time. Like, people are like, I miss the old Paramore. Like, yeah. I miss, it's like they haven't, bands like those two have not done what people considered the old them in over 10 years. Like, they haven't been mm-hmm. putting out music like that since the mid 2000s. Like, you don't miss that band, you miss this band that you created was going to be like that. Like, that's not a, that's a time capsule. Like, go listen to those albums if you miss that. There's so many bands that sound just like that now that are trying to, like, you know, bring back the old scene. Go listen to them. Go support some new artists. Like, that's what pisses me off is, like, people that want to say stuff like that about these, you know, legacy acts or who will be legacy acts, I'm sure, in the future. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing for the music scene besides holding it back at that point you know like bands like paris i think are also a really good example of bands that started off in that warp tour adjacent Mm -hmm. scene and now they're like massive and they've done so much more like they're still putting out current modern creative ass music and it's so cool to watch them just like explode like they went on tour with like 30 seconds to mars they're like doing these huge tours like with mgk and shit like they are becoming mainstream but still, they sound like them. Like, they've stayed true to who they are. They've just grown. Like, you can never expect anyone to stay the same. I think that's a lot of what our record talks about, too, is, like, when you're in your early 20s, late teens, like, kind of turning into a real-ass person, like, it's it's growing pains, not just because it's hard to grow up, but, like, because it's hard to not want things to stay the same when they're comfortable. Like, I get that. Like, when things are comfortable and make you feel good like it's hard to break away from that but I think I saw something recently that's like if it's not scary like it's you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. all of the newest coolest things that are going to bring you to new points in your life are kind of scary like it's not easy to jump into something like that but yeah that's like so much of what it is about is like the vision of it like how you approach how you see life like you can it could be the same scenario and you could be looking at it like this big scary change and it's like hurts you and like you feel like you're being left behind or you can go with the curve and like jump in full force and believe in what you're doing and like break free of those cycles like that's so much of what we talk about in retrovision and it's like cool that you're even bringing it up because it's kind of just a concept that I talk about a lot Is like I'm horrifically bad with change and it makes me really scared and it hurts my feelings and it's like <laughs> I want to go back to how things Mm. were sometimes, but then I also have to like reflect on how I felt back then. Like I did not Mm. feel good about where I was back then. It's just comfort at the end of the day. Mm. And it's like, I'm in such a better place now. And even though I miss how things were sometimes, like I got to look at it with like a different lens, you know?
0: Yeah, and as humans, we're resistant to change, especially from our own routine, and we're resistant to, you know, what might change in the future because we are scared of that unknown. Take a look at the music scene around, specifically the metal scene. It's somewhere for the longest time it was, yeah, everyone wanted the band to be the specific way and never really gave them the time of day when they started to change something up or try to, you know, do something different. But then recently we're starting to see a little bit of that breakthrough with bands like Sleep Token, Bad Omens specifically, because the Death of Peace of Mind is definitely not like their first record and is definitely not like dethroned off of the second record. But it is something completely nucleated, but it's still them. And I I like it, it. Was it something that it hit me originally? I, I was open to it, and I wasn't the biggest fan of it at first. I'm like, man, I wish they were doing the heavier stuff, but there's still some aspects in there. Wasn't going to put it down. The more I listened to it, the more I got to enjoy it, and now Bad Omens is on an absolute meteoric rise because of it. There are bands like Paris where it's like, yeah, I'm not really into their sound. I listen to their stuff. The early stuff, I'm like, okay, I can dig this, but then later it's like, okay, this definitely isn't for me, but taking a look at the rise that they've gone on and seeing what's happened, then look good for them because that's the goal they want to hit they want to hit their artistic integrity they want to hit their artistic creativity and freedom and try and find success and they absolutely have as humans as well you know take a look at where we are it is scary to think about you know potential change because you never know especially what's gonna that's gonna lead to the the possibility of the unknown is very scary And what you were talking about when you're in your late teens and early 20s and going through certain things and trying to figure out, you know, who you essentially are as a person. Now that you have the you are kind of living in the real world at that point, it is scary. Things are going to change and you kind of want to go back to the original what you felt like back then, because it was comfortable. You know, you knew what to expect, even if it was bad, even if it wasn't great. And not to be that person,
1: but go listen to those new Paris singles. Go listen (laughs) to them, because even if you haven't checked them out in a minute, dude. Fuck, it's some ass shaking music. And that is like a lot of that stuff is what you're going to be hearing from us eventually. Cause like it is so just like fresh and like it's still musical while also just being catchy. And like it's not too, it's like so musical, but also not so complex that you can't wrap your mind around it. Like not to like stray away, but like it's like that Paramore record. Like I don't think a lot of people understood it at first, but I, I after like a month of just having it on heavy rotation, like it's different, but it's so clever and it's so like technical and good and just like fresh and real. And just like, it's not, you know, I stopped having expectations for bands like that a long time ago. Like if you expect something, you're, I have like a lyric that's like enemies with my expectations because if I ever expect anything and then it doesn't go the way I wanted it to, I'm always so upset. Like literally what you're saying, like growth is so scary and change is so scary, but often I feel like you find like the coolest parts of it.
0: But also when you're saying enemy of like the enemy is your expectations. That is something that is just standing out to me in a whole nother way because from music and from life. From music, yeah. There's times where we listen to certain bands and we want it, we expect a certain way from we expect a certain sound from them because there's a specific song or a specific album that we absolutely heavily connected with for some certain reason. And if it doesn't hit us in a certain way, if it doesn't sound like that, then we're like, oh my god, it's not what I expected. This is bad. Yeah. And then we just start, you know, complaining online and we start going on Reddit threads saying that this is the worst thing ever, which you know you probably shouldn't do because that's just a waste of time and a waste of your own energy. But think about it in a life perspective as well. When you're like 17, 18 years old and you're you know becoming a legal adult, maybe you're going to college, maybe you're going to the working world, whatever it might be, you're starting to become a full person within your own personality, within your own self. And you might have certain expectations for yourself. Or you might have certain expectations for where you want your life to go. Well, most of the time, pretty much all the time, life is not gonna turn out that way. And it's a resistance to change because it's a resistance to this certain difference in this path that we've already forged for in our minds for ourselves and when that deviation takes off and we can't follow that same path anymore we're scared of it we freak out about we want to go back to the norm even if it wasn't what's best for us i think about it for myself i out of college i had ideas of what i wanted to do thought it was gonna be great three months into my first job out of college i realized what i had thought of for a while and what i thought of my whole entire time in college was a whole crock of shit Like I did not want it in any capacity and it sucked and it sucked to just have to go through that and have to wrap my mind around it and try and figure out exactly what I want to do, where I wanted to go and what I want to try in life and trying to young,
1: you think you know everything, dude, like, Uh and like you, and especially when you have an older person telling you that you think you know everything, like nothing would piss me off more, you know, like. I thought I had all the knowledge in the world. Like I thought all my friends were going to be my friends forever. And I thought that I was going to have the same sense of the world forever. And that I knew it all. But like you, you gain self-awareness, you gain perspective, like it's all ever changing. And I don't think it just has to do with your early twenties. Like I think so many people I know that are older than me have had those realizations and it's just, it's easy to like, let yourself form habits and like cement into something
0: you know yeah and kind of just bringing it back to the you know whole entire retrovision the concept around there the idea around there as we continue to go through life we're still going to have those instances as well i might jump into my 30s and all of a sudden realize hey maybe what i'm doing right now in life just isn't what i want to be doing maybe i don't want to go to as many concerts i hope that's not the case because i love doing that crap i love going to concerts as much as possible getting in those pits and throwing people around and potentially getting hurt you know it's like one of my favorite things to do along with podcasting, so I don't, it's like, you know, my resistance to that changing, you know, I'm scared that it might change, but I know in my mind, you know, just be open to what might change, because you never know where your priorities might start, where your mindset might start to change, where your priorities might differ, maybe you want to have a family, maybe you want to go off and travel, maybe you want to go do something else, but be open to that so you can live the most fulfilling life that you can possible. Don't think that you know everything because we don't know everything. We thought we knew everything when we were teenagers or when we were in our early 20s when people told us we didn't know everything or we were resistant to it because of damn authority. We're resistant to you. Well, you know, they sometimes they've gone through the same things we went through and they kind of see a different side of it. than a couple years later, we think, shit, they were right. But we're Dude, taking I'm a look. I'm so
1: stubborn. Literally, like I'm so stubborn. Like there's a song on our record, favorite song, the one that's going to be mm-hmm. out by the time this drops. And I literally say, like I, I basically say that I don't believe in love, and it's so embarrassing because literally within like two months of writing that song, I met my boyfriend, and now I'm like the mayor of Simp City, and it's so <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> because it's like, oh, what a couple of months can do, like let alone a couple of years, like truly. Like, you're cracking up, but it's, I, like, the whole song is, like, I don't believe in love, like, this is stupid, and here I am, like, a whole ass girlfriend wifey, like, it's so bad, it's so, like, I can't stop laughing about it, because I'm gonna have to sing that for so many people, and then go off stage and be like, hi babe, hope you're having a good night, you know what I mean? Like, I can't believe it. But to be okay. fair,
0: I am not laughing at the meaning of the song or what the situation. I'm laughing at what you said. I went from I will never be in love to the mayor of Simp City. <laughs> that got me going.
1: <laughs> it's so bad. There's so much, so much self-improvement going on, you know?
0: See, I'm kind of in the exact I'm kind of on the other side of that where I'm like, yeah, I don't think love will ever find me, and then watch in the next two months I'm gonna be just like
1: It's as soon every time it is as soon <laughs> as I swear off. Good. I'm like, this is my whole era. Nope.
0: Well, well, I I deleted all like any kind of day naps. I swore it off about about maybe from the time we're recording this about three and a half weeks ago so we'll see what happens oh, I'll so, check
1: in with you in a couple months for sure
0: yeah check in with a couple of months and it might be something completely different well because I know you got a tattoo appointment coming up but I do not want to make you late for that Thank
1: you. no I literally was just like <laughs> oh shit i we even oh, talking
0: <laughs> I was watching the clock so Devin as we bring this podcast to its conclusion unfortunately because I feel like we could have gone like another hour at least but we'll I do again. Make sh- I'm not
1: worried about it next oh. time we'll have Donnie on we'll be able to talk more in depth about the record it'll be out I'm sure we'll have like it happen.
0: Oh hell yeah. So at this point in time, i like to give my guests, which is you in this instance, a chance to whatever you want to say, plug what you're gonna plug, promote your promote at the end of the podcast. So Devin, the floor is yours.
1: Um thanks. Thank you first of all for having us. Um check, go pre-save our record pretty pretty please. It comes out June 23rd. It's called Retrovision. It's I think the best thing we've done yet. It's really, really relatable and I'm excited to hear what everyone thinks about it. On top of that, come see us on tour. I think our live show really gives you the best understanding of us as people and as artists. I think we'll be touring for a very, very long time once this record drops. We, along with the Levels tour, we'll be out with arrows in action from July fifth until August eleventh. Um, who knows what's coming after that? There's news of us going overseas soon. Um, that's crazy. So follow us on socials. We got Instagram. We got Twitter. We got TikTok. We got YouTube. We have a discord where you can like make friends with other fans and make friends with people going to your other dates. I think it's a really awesome community that our fans have created. Um, I'd say find us there, find us on all socials. I am the one answering everything on there. (laughs) So if you're talking to someone, you're talking to me. Um, But yeah, please pre-save our record, come to a show. We'd love to meet you. Support your local scene. That is how I like to end everything we do. Every band that you like was a local band. We were a local band till just a few months ago. If you're wondering how to break into the music industry, go to a local show, make some friends in your local scene, and support live music, just in general. But thank you for having mm-hmm. us. I really appreciate it, and I hope to talk to mm-hmm. you guys soon.
0: Well said, I and mean, I was happy to close the podcast with three things. First things first. Again, RetroVision out June 23rd. The band Honey Revenge and Devin, of course, are going to be out touring with Loveless in June 2023. A. I keep forgetting the band's name you're going out with in July. Arrows and
1: August. in action.
0: Arrows in action. So go, you want to go check that. You want to go pre-sale You want to go find some merch. And you want to go connect them on their socials as well and be a part of that Discord server, right? So what's the best way to go and do that? You're going to want to find all this stuff, you know, like, share, subscribe, play, buy, all this kind of stuff. But instead of having to look all that stuff up yourself, go script to the podcast where it says, find Hunter Your online. There's going to be links for everything, labels for everything, so you do not miss out. All you have to do is click the link and then hit the like button, the share button, the follow button, the subscribe button, the buy button, the pre-save button. All that stuff is going to be down there for you. So it's convenient. It's two clicks. That's it. Two taps. That's it. Make it easy as for you. No excuses. Now it's for number two. Devon, I have guests on the podcast. I enjoy the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise away to say thank you for being on the podcast and I'd like to continue to support the band whenever I can. And yeah, you hit on this one. So my promise to you is this when, because that implies it's going to happen, we just don't know day or time yet. When I get to see you perform live for the first time, I'm going to do my best Liam Neeson taken impersonation where I will look for you, I will pursue you, I will find you. And the first round's on me.
1: And you're not gonna kill me. That's not- no, I'm
0: not gonna kill you because the first round's on me. That's how I always like to go with it. Like that's okay. the that's the- cool.
1: What are we sh- What are we drinking though? You got whatever you, you want. want. Okay, Jaeger shots is. I'll see you then, Kevin. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Have a great day, man. Thank you
0: again. Alrighty, thank you. Have a great day. And on that note, we're gonna end the podcast by the sis. because goodbye to final. No, you come back see in the podcast at some point too. So it's I'll see you later. Well, folks, that's my interview with Dev from the band, Honey Revenge, and now it's time for Kevin's final thoughts. So one of the main topics that Devin and I had talked about with RetroVision coming out is the concept of change and just things happening and, you know, not being resistant to that change, being open to the experience. And because in life, you know, as humans, we are resistant to change and because we are scared of the unknown. We have a certain path for us, and we find comfort in that, so we like to stick with it. Personally, I think about when I was in college, and my first thought was, you know, if I find a company that I like, that I can get behind, that I can feel like, you know, a part of, then I'm just going to work for that forever and just do whatever. Yeah, after about three months of working a temp job right out of college, I realized that that was the biggest crock of shit I'd ever told myself but trying to figure out what I want to do. I mean, that's scary because you don't know what to expect. You don't know what you're going to fall in love with. And you don't know what you're, you're not sure what you want to do. I went through some hell and a lot of other problems during that time as well to find out what it is I wanted to do. And you want to know what that is? That's this right here. Think about music as well. There are bands that we all listen to. There's bands like, I like bringing the eyes in separate internal album the most. Is there, is there something coming out with now that I like? Yes. Is it as, do I like it as much? As I like their 2013 album. Of course. No. Are there other bands of stuff that I like like Rise Against? I loved the Suffer and the Witness, but they're not going back to that exact style with like what happened on Nowhere Generation. But I do like Nowhere Generation a lot. Take a look at Ice Nine Kills. There's people that are more resistant to what they did when they went full horror with Silver Scream and Welcome to Horrorwood. But I loved it, and a lot of other people did as well. Bands are continue to evolve, and bands are continue to try and do new things with their sound. And if we are, you know. Not having our expectations be the enemy, as Devin said, in music and in life. If we are not going to let those expectations be the enemy, if we're not going to have so heavily be tied to these expectations for what we expect from the bands that we like, what we expect from them musically, what we expect from life overall, then we're not going to have those expectations be the enemy. They're not going to be the things that end up bringing us down. We're going to be less resistant to that change and we're going to see where life takes us if it wasn't for being open to potential change and actually having to learn that the hard way i would not be podcasting i would not be going to all these concerts i would not be getting these mosh pits i would not be having the most fun i possibly could have because enjoying life the most fun that i could have because of it i think about the talk with joey arena from outlier we talked about you know he talked about the toxic relationship that he was in and what he did for and think about the past relationships that i have been in you know Maybe me being resistant to certain things on change, and being resistant to actually confronting some of those things, maybe has held me back in that arena. I don't know, but I gotta check that out and be open to the possibility, be open to the potential for it, be open to the possible change, and see where life might might lead me. I don't know; it very well might happen. But that's kind of the key for this one is just. You know, we say that it's important to be open to change, and at times we're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's important to say it, but you don't really put it into practice. Think about a time when you did actually have to be open to change, and think about how it changed your life, whether it's for the positive or the negative, and if it's for the positive, which I believe it probably is, keep riding with it. On that note, I want to thank Devin for being on the podcast. So by doing that, what you're going to want to do is follow along with Honey Revenge by going to the podcast to find Honey Revenge online. So you can pre-save retrovision. You can go check them out online and check them out on tour with Loveless in June of 2023. And I already forgot the other bands, name; they're going out in July and August, but that's going to be down there as well. So go check it out. Also make sure to follow along with the Corporate Podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram where you can connect with us on all of those platforms. Find out about anything that's coming out, any of the good stuff also make sure you're subscribing to the podcast right here on youtube so hit that subscribe button make sure you hit like on the video as well if you're on Spotify, podcast iHeartRadio, or amazon make sure you're following along and subscribing to those as well i want to thank you for support on this because this is absolutely what i want to do and i feel like you know on youtube as well we're starting to do you know youtube reactions the, the one that we do with the warning went really well so we're doing a couple more of them we're gonna do bay metal bless the fall polaris is just you probably can watch those right now by the time these are out. Maybe some more. You never know what we're coming up with. Also, I want to thank Phoenix Fitness for sponsoring this podcast. Remember 20% off. using the code CBP20. at this time. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Thank you, Devin, once again. This will not be your only time on the podcast because this was a lot of fun. We're happy you back on again. So on that note, that's going to be it for today. Guys, take a to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I am. Every single one a big, healthy, and hearty. See you